Hey, community fans, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, consider backing me on Patreon and becoming a patron uh, for as little as two bucks a month. It is really helpful for me uh, to keep things going and uh, keep the podcast moving forward. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Alex, and welcome to Six Seasons and a Podcast. Uh, today, I have uh, a guest. We threw this one uh, together uh, last minute, but I was really excited to uh, have Ed from the Save Greendale Committee podcast on. Uh, welcome to Six Seasons and a Podcast, Ed. Hey, Alex. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so this is just going to be an, a, a fun, open dialogue about podcasting mm-hmm. and um, probably season one of of uh, of commi- uh, community of community. <laughs> God, edit edit right there. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's uh, one of the things that I have been kind of adamant about um, from the start was really seeing um, the other podcasts as allies in mm-hmm. raising awareness to community. Um, I never wanted it to be like, you know, a, a competition or those kinds of things. And uh, so uh, having you on has been been something on my radar and, and it's been been great to uh, to get you on here today. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I like all these. Um, I kind of found out about a lot of the podcasts. Um, at a, like I, I remember when I started my show, I, I thought I was the only one, but I kind of <laughs> knew that I, I knew I was probably wrong and I was missing something. And then. You know, I think I, yours was the first I took note of probably through Twitter mm-hmm. um, and then uh, a couple of the others soon after. And, and it seems to me now every every week another one uh, falls like uh, I discover another one and yeah. add it to my queue. So, um, I, I mean, you know, it, we don't seem to be doing the same thing, even though it's all about community. So I'm, I'm happy to hear all the different voices. Yeah, yeah, that's the definitely the thing that I've noted that there's everyone's got a different perspective. Uh there's always something to to say, hey, I, I think, you know, oh, I love Britta or I don't like Britta or I love season mm-hmm. four, or, I hate season four. So um, that's I think that's what makes this fun. Um, and I've yeah. I've kind of focused on and early on. I was like, I really love to talk to some of these writers. And, and so that was kind of my thing. And it's kind of blossomed from there. But um, also talking to some of the the community, you know, content creators and, mm-hmm. and, uh, so that kind of thing, uh, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, save Greendale committee podcast. How did you start in podcasting? Cause I let's zoom out a second. I, I know that you do other podcasting, you know, maybe yeah. you don't want to talk about that episode, that what you do, or maybe you do want to talk about <laughs> it, but how did you get started in podcasting and, you know, tell me about your show. Well, yeah, um, yeah, I don't mind talking about my other stuff. I'm, I'm happy to, especially uh, if people are interested. Um, I currently do uh, another podcast called Loosely Defined. It's uh, just a more general pop culture uh, discussion podcast. I mean, cool. particularly like nerdy stuff from video games, movies, television, um, which I, I started in college. I'm uh, just about a year out of uh, college now, um, and I started podcasting in school Um my uh, junior year so i'm on three years of doing various podcasts um and while i was at school uh the pod the club uh the student organization i was doing the podcast for which is like this multimedia publication so it was kind of like a like think of something like buzzfeed but like with a little more of a uh, like 
socially conscious edge to it, I guess. I don't know the best way to describe it, but um, for them, I started a podcast network, which began initially with my show Loosely Defined, um, which was a slightly different format back then. It was it's me and one of my best friends. Um, uh, but we, uh, I kept doing that for about a semester, and then I we brought on a bunch of other podcasters. I ended up leading the whole team and uh, doing that along with uh, another show I did for um, this uh, comic convention we had on campus. I partnered with them um, and uh, did like a promotional podcast and interviewed uh, guests of the convention. We had some like cool comic book writers and stuff like that. Um, so I got some experience doing that, and then. Towards the end of school, I knew I would uh, probably continue doing Loosely Defined in some way after the fact, um, but I uh, wasn't really sure what I was doing with that, and I was aware of the fact that the 10-year anniversary of Community was coming up, so I was thinking about doing something with that. Uh, Community's always been my favorite show since I first started watching it in season one, um, and uh, I've always wanted to do something with it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I make some YouTube videos, so I thought maybe I'll make like video essays about it or whatever. But um, I don't know what exactly made me think to do like an episode by episode recap thing. Um, I, I knew the uh, the Office um, one with the I, I'm not an Office fan, so I, I I wasn't I don't listen to that show, but um, the the one with um, Jenna Fisher on it. Yeah, um, yeah I, I knew that Office was, ladies. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, I knew that was coming out. I knew they were, I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure they do like an episode by episode thing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, I was aware of that and a couple other things. So format made sense. So I kind of just had this plan once I graduated from school in May that like come September, you know, uh, I was, you know, applying for jobs and doing other stuff. And, you know, I just figured if I had the time, by the time September rolled around, I would do this thing. I kind of set myself that goal, you know? Um, so September came around. I, uh, I was like, all right, time to time to put this together. So I, you know, Googled some other shows to see what names were available <laughs> and uh, um, things like that. Eventually settled on Save Greendale Committee, um, which is obviously a reference to season five and six, yeah. um, which uh, I did actually have to explain to a couple of my friends who didn't watch past season three. But uh, um, okay. yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of diehards of the first three who didn't yeah. stick with it, but um yeah so my show um yeah like i said is just episode by episode recap um i put in audio clips from the episodes uh when uh things get referenced um and uh i like to think of it as sort of like in a companion pieces to the actual episode so it, the audience is mostly intended to be people who are already fans um because I, I reference things that come down the line and I, I don't really avoid spoilers or anything like that um uh but uh, the format's changed quite a bit uh, in a couple of different ways because I kind of wasn't exactly sure whether I wanted it to be like plot recaps or whatever. Yeah. So initially it was more like beat by beat plot recaps yeah. and then it eventually it's become more just open discussion. But yeah, I like to think that people who listen to my podcast, you know, are watching the episodes every week um, one by one and then hopefully listening to my show after. Um, and, you know, I'm providing some form of insight or perspective to it. Mm -hmm. Um that is that is unique and entertaining yeah yeah that's great i i can totally relate i i think i kind of 
came along to the idea sometime in you know August September I think it was right around the 10 year anniversary and uh, that's when I when I was like oh I should just do this I I, I love the show a lot and, and mm-hmm. it would be just great I've always wanted to do a podcast that kind of thing um, yeah. and people it's really funny people have been asking hey where are episodes one and two of your podcast um, yeah <laughs> I actually took them down because you know they were a beat by beat you know plot recount um you know i had uh some some clips here and there and um when i looked back at it it was uh, i just realized that I, I don't think i'm that interesting i think you're interesting i think the things that you're doing and some of the other podcasters are doing is interesting um i think it's yeah for me i think i found a, a rhythm of, of just talking with people and kind yeah. of being inquisitive and, and that kind of thing mm-hmm. so uh but it's cool, you know. I, I love how things evolve, and, and you're even saying that your show has evolved as you've, mm-hmm. you know, kind of experimented with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that's really funny that there's. Mm-hmm. I think we're all like, okay, I think this is what I do, and and then it just <laughs> just goes from there. Yeah. Well, I tried to since since I obviously started with season one, and we're, we're, I'm about to finish. Um, but, you know, I, rewatching it, it's funny how much community itself changed in the mm-hmm. first like half of the season. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, even through the rest of season one um, and beyond, too, it, it continues to evolve. But I, pretty early on, I was like, all right, look, it's the spirit of the show. My, my pilot's going to be very different from the rest <laughs> of it. And that's how <laughs> that's how I kind of viewed it. Yeah. Know? Yeah, well, I was having like a lot of people, you know, coming onto the, uh, you know, finding me in uh, along the way, and and mm-hmm. I was like, I was looking at the numbers and they were piling up. I'm going, whoa, that's a lot of people listening to a show like an episode that has like nothing to do with what I do anymore. So I'm like, I got to take these down. And yeah, you can start on episode three. It's at least me talking to my friend Evan, and you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think it's when I get back from L.A. and I had some funny funny stories from mm-hmm. yeah that was a good first episode i was yeah. i went into it confused because like you said you took the first two episodes yeah. down but, uh, yeah, yeah from there from there I, I i got the vibe of your show pretty quickly yeah, yeah. let's talk about like you know you said you started listening to the you, the or listening you started watching the show in season one yeah i was uh i was in the 2009 so i was in the seventh grade huh. um yeah, I'm, I'm I'm slowly realizing that I'm the real baby of the podcasters. I'm um, so old. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Which is quite um, offensive to like people who are you know older than me and in their forties and stuff. So I yeah, I'm I'm still in my thirties. People, oh, at least at least for a few more weeks. Uh, well, the, we we seem to we seem to uh, come from come from all different ages as yeah. I've, I've realized uh, um even just through some of the guests i've had and stuff like that um but yeah i was uh, uh my older brother was um pretty you know he followed a lot of like tv and, and film stuff so he just had heard of community as like this kind of interesting sort of offbeat sitcom um but this was like before uh modern warfare or even uh contemporary american poultry mm-hmm. so it's still pretty pretty um standard sitcom i think he you know was watching a couple other shows on tv at the time so he must have just heard of it through that but i I remember i came downstairs one time and he was watching um i could be remembering this wrong but in my in my head i've always told myself it was intro to statistics the first halloween episode Mm -hmm. that he was in the middle of watching and um you know i think it caught my eye because i was like why is that guy just as batman like what's going on here um so i watched the rest of that episode and um you know, it ends with that big set piece of Abed uh, saving yeah. um, Pierce and Jeff from out of the, the chair forts. So I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Uh-huh. Like, what is 
what is this like this is clearly not just some regular sitcom so from there i i think i'm pretty sure i didn't miss an episode from there um uh, through the rest of season one and just continue to watch week by week with my brother huh. um found out one of my uh close friends at school um frankie who's been on my show a bunch of times she was on my pilot episode um she i found out she was watching too so the two of us kind of uh, were bonding over it and then by uh, late season two and definitely season three, almost all of my uh, friends in school uh, were watching regularly. Um, and uh, yeah, then I, I was probably like the only one who stuck with it through season four. Um, and then uh, season five actually um, was kind of where I started falling off a little bit. And then I didn't end up watching season six until about a year after it had aired. Mm-hmm. I was already in college by that point. Um, and I rewatched um, all of actually my first night of college. I watched the pilot episode of Community. Um, it was kind of like my comfort food because huh. I was like I, I, I was able to arrive to campus early. So I was like the only one there. My roommate wasn't there and none of that. So I was just like, all right, I've got no one to talk to, nothing to do. I'm going to watch something that brings me comfort. So I just watched the pilot episode and then started to rewatch. And then by the time I finished season five, I was like, all right, it's time to finally watch uh, the Yahoo season. Um, and I did, and I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I'm like Abed. I just like liking things. So I've, I'm pretty much, I, I like community through and through. Um, even my least favorite episodes, I still get enjoyment out of watching. Um, and I don't really have that many episodes I'd even call my least favorite. I'm pretty apologetic of even some of the some of the worst ones. So abed jesus episode i that i love that episode and i've never had an issue with it and i did not know that was like a a disliked episode until more recently i'm discovering that about a lot of things like yeah i knew people didn't like season four of course now i'm discovering that a lot of us actually do like season four yep um i uh i i art of discourse which i recently did an episode on um i i knew people didn't like that because of the kids but I, I think that's, I, I uh, that's that tells you exactly that those kids were awesome. Those yeah. kids did exactly what they were <laughs> supposed to do, and they were terrible. Yeah. And that makes the episode really great, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, yeah, I, 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 and I, I like that episode. Um, you know, it's probably it's not in my top half of season one, sure. but I, I enjoy it uh, quite a lot. And um, I didn't realize that was so hated until recently. There's a, there's like a lot of examples of that. My my least favorite episodes. Um, are generally just the ones I rewatched the least. It's not even a matter of having like a really intense or, or, or passionate hatred of or anything like that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I know you like this from from either a Twitter interaction or something. So I don't want to disappoint you too much. But the episode that really made me kind of give up on season five was GI Jeff. Yeah, um, you, you already explained why. You, you're <laughs> you're not of the demographic to like. Yeah to embrace that if you were like mm-hmm. seven years older <laughs> you would have been like oh my god this is the greatest episode um, <laughs> well so. I, I think i i think it, it was also a matter of timing like i i had um uh jen from community rewatch podcast on an episode i just uh, recorded today um we were, we were talking a bit about that and um uh some other ones that you know we weren't we weren't so fond of and um i, I think a lot of the ones that rely heavily on the homages like mm-hmm. you've got to you know, the the really good ones, in my opinion, are the ones where they work, even if you don't quite know what the homage is coming from, um, or, or, you know what it is, but you haven't seen it. And yet Mm -hmm. it still works. I think that was one where like, obviously, it's the most overt one. I mean, it's literally they had the GI Joe branding and everything like they, 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 um, it was like, not even uh, uh, really 
changed much from the original from the thing it was taken from mm-hmm. um but i i thought i understood gi joe you know i had like seen a couple episodes seen a couple clips like i thought i knew what the, the cartoon was but i think the first time i watched it maybe i was just in a bad mood too i don't know i was just like they they're over committing to this they're relying too much on the gimmicks and blah 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 and i'm i'm generally speaking yeah. more of a season one fan anyway in terms of like i like the grounded episodes mm-hmm. i appreciate the the homage episodes but um sometimes i feel like they they lose some of the character that um more grounded episodes have and i think maybe yeah. just at the time in season five um when less and less people i knew were also watching it and i had like no one to really bounce my thoughts off of it just kind of stood out as one that maybe relied a little too heavily on the gimmick but i, I see yeah. what you're saying if i if i was a really diehard gi joe fan it probably would have been everything i needed it, it to be yeah it's such a layered episode like even the mm-hmm. voiceover guy like that's a whole it's a whole joke in of itself the there's there's so many layers i think if 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 uh i could give a class on uh, as a professor on that that episode i could take it step by step and explain like and give you the you know this this is this this is that um, you know, Cobra Commander, his vo- he's voiced by Rob Schraub, um, which he who also di- I think he directed the episode. So yeah. um, if you're a Harmontown fan, you've heard Rob Schraub do the Starscream slash Cobra, Cobra Commander voice. Anyway, <laughs> it, um, it ju- yeah, there's there's a lot to it. Um, I, I would even say like the homage episodes uh, for me, like the geo uh, geothermal escapism. It's actually mm-hmm. I don't. I don't love that episode um and a lot of people do and so i that's what's funny it's like sometimes mm-hmm. it's not even about um the homage mm-hmm. gimmick to me because i think you're right like sometimes it's like oh, all right um this is they're doing something here uh so gi jeff is completely because i'm um, of that demographic that grew mm-hmm. up with the gi joe i I owned the my family. I had three brothers growing up. We mm-hmm. owned the aircraft carrier. So Google that. Nice. Stop the episode and Google that and look at that toy. Imagine that having I'm doing in your basement. Right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> You're gonna look at it and go, "Whoa, that's a wow. lot of toy for one." No, ki- I mean I had um, there was these toys that were popular when I was a kid called Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Um, and I had, uh, the aircraft carrier for those guys. Okay. Um, so I, I understand the, 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 uh, it's a large toy thing. Oh, I, yeah. I loved these. I love this kind of shit when I was a kid. Christmas day. Yeah. We got that. Um, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a big mm-hmm. Christmas going downstairs and I think my mm-hmm. dad had even set it up the, the night before. God bless him. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I think you, you, we were, we were somewhere in the, the realm of, I would love to know more than, you know, I guess what, what resonate, what kind of was the original thing that, that hooked you? You know, you said you probably Mm -hmm. the statistics, but was there something maybe even in college that, that hit, hit you? Cause there's, what I find is that different ages at Mm -hmm. different life stages, you're getting hit with the show. Uh, I was in college. I I went Mm -hmm. to some community college. So I, I grew up kind of knowing those kinds of relationships with in a mixed mm-hmm. demographic of people and now yeah. I'm, I'm i'm of a different age where i can go like oh i, I understand Britta and jeff a lot more and like i'm a much more Britta and jeff uh, mm-hmm. um so anyway go ahead it's definitely been a, a different stages of my life thing where every time i've rewatched it i've 
appreciated different elements of it and um especially considering the fact that i'm almost never not rewatching it in some capacity (laughs) so it's like a constant thing it's just sort of been a part of my life for so long and so consistently that um no matter where i'm at um or even what mood i'm in it, it can kind of resonate in a different way like i said you know i started watching it in middle school and then into high school uh when it was airing um and then i uh, when season the second half of season five and into season six, that was probably the least community I ever watched was when those that was airing, which is ironic that it was when it was actually still on. But um, I really didn't uh, just, you know, I don't know if it was just because it was in a transitional period of my life or whatever. But um, uh, other than that, though, I, I pretty much had it with me the entire time. And in particular, seasons one through three, um, while I do love um, the second half of the show, the first half is I had the seasons one, two, and three DVDs, um, and I would rewatch them almost constantly. And then once I finished rewatching them, I would rewatch them with the commentary tracks on. Hmm. Um, and the long car rides, I would take them with me. I would fall asleep to them, like like you know. It's one of those things where if you know something well enough, it just it's calming to you, sure. even if it's not calming in and of itself you yeah. know like i would there'd be crazy episodes where characters would be screaming and stuff but i just i i would i would know the lines so well i would know every i would know it word by word that it was like you know listening to a lullaby or something um which is <laughs> like i said i watched the pilot episode my first night of college because i needed that like familiarity you know um and uh it, it that's sort of been the function of the show for me for so long now that it's kind of interesting rewatching it for the podcast where I'm kind of really being critical of it for the first time in a while. Um, and I'm finding so much more that I didn't appreciate before, which I'm enjoying, but at the same time, I've watched it a lot less for comfort like I used to, Mm -hmm. um, because I haven't been watching as much unless I'm doing it for the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think kind of blabbering. I'm not sure if I, if I'm still on track, but, um, To, I guess go back to your original question. Uh, like, uh, it, I I like ensemble things. I like, uh, and, and in particular, when I really have enough time to really fall in love with the characters. I don't really care what they're doing or or whether it's the most like. I just like spending more time with the characters. Um, yeah. So community is like a good example of that, where they establish the characters so well in season one that I can just pick up any episode and it's like hanging out with old friends. Um, and since it does go back for me all the way to, to when I was a kid, it, um, it's, it's, it really feels like that to me. Like, um, you know, not only because it actually did bring me and my friends closer together, but, um, that I, I genuinely do feel like a, a real, real attachment to, um, you know, the characters and just in particular the, the feelings that I get from watching some mm. of those early episodes over again. Um, yeah. I used to fall asleep to the season one soundtrack and stuff like that. I, <laughs> it's, it's really, so just, good. It's, it's such a comfort for me. Yeah. yeah it's so and good. I'm such a, I love the, um, uh, Ludwig score for, um, community and, uh, he's become one of my favorite, um, composers just in general. Uh, I love his style and, you know, he's mm-hmm. done, he's gone on to, you know, win a fucking Oscar, but, yep. um, <laughs> Uh, to me, his community stuff is still the best, and it, it's influ- that in and of itself has influenced a lot of my music tastes, for instance. Like, I'm a huge Matt and Kim fan, and the first two episodes end with Matt and Kim songs, mm-hmm. and I I think their music really sounds a lot like Ludwig's score, 
And um, a lot of the music they use in the first uh, season kind of just reminds me of the score of the show and like the whistling and the kind of skipping sounds yep. and uh, stuff like that. And again, it's just, it's, it's comfort. It's like comfort food for me, you know? What was your evolution of, you know, which character you totally were focused on and in, in you know, interested in what is it, what has it been over time? You know, it's probably been very, or, sorry. Or I'll start again. It's been very consistent since I started watching the show okay. until I started doing the podcast. That's yeah. really when things have started to change. I've always connected the most to Troy and Abed, okay. um, like I think a lot of fans do. Um, but Not I think a lot of that had <laughs> to do. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I, they're, they're, you know, the, the like the beloved pairing in the, yeah. in the show and everything. Um, and uh, I think part of the reason Troy in particular um i've i've really been attached to is that he kind of you know blurs that line of adult and child yeah, a lot yeah um, and i think growing up watching the show yep. that had a big uh, effect on me um especially considering i you know i like to think i'm 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 an adult now and i'm mature but at the same time i'm i'm still very much uh a child and uh, at heart and um uh, I hold on to that part of me, but now doing the show and rewatching it with a more critical eye, I've started to notice how much I respect characters like Britta and Shirley. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Jeff, who to me was, you know, I, I like Jeff. He's a good lead, but I find that a lot of sitcoms have a, a situation where their lead is more boring and, and less interesting than a lot of the supporting cast. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how I viewed Jeff, not as much as like some other shows, but that's kind of how I always viewed him. I was like, oh, he's sort of like the main character. And then all the fun characters are the supporting ones. Mm. But now when I watch it, I, I start to relate a lot more to Jeff than I used to. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I, even Pierce, I find myself having a lot more sympathy for than I used to as well. Yeah. Um, even though I, I've also at the same time found him less funny because I've become more sensitive to the yeah. things he yeah. he mentioned, he talks about. And, you know, so while at the same time I'm more offended by the things he says, I also feel like I understand where he's coming from even more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And, and I guess the, the last character I should mention is the Dean who I think it's less to do with me changing and more the fact that, by the end of season six, I think he becomes the funniest and arguably the best character. Hmm. Um, I think he continues to get funnier and funnier with every season in a way that a lot of the other characters start to kind of feel a little like a little hollow is a little too harsh, but like Abed, I think struggles to find a place in the cast after Troy leaves. Um, and uh, um, like, you know, I, I think Jeff, they start to focus a little less on him over, over time too. But yeah. I really, the Dean's evolution to me is I think one of the best parts of the later seasons. So, uh, and at this point having now rewatched all six seasons a ton, um, not just the first three, like he really sticks out to me as just one of my favorite. Or I think, I, I think his Jim Rash's performance in particular is I think one of the funniest yeah. comedic performances I've seen in television, just full stop. Yeah. Yeah. I think by the time, you know, by the time you hit the RV hand episode, you know, he's, <laughs> he's just gold. Yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And I think I like, so to kind of recap on, on what you said, I think, you know, I, I made a, a comment about Abed and, and Troy. It's, mm -hmm. it's not individually that I don't 
relate to those characters because um, I can relate a lot to the boyishness of, of Troy um, and to the kind of uh, awkwardness and but hyper uh, intellectual uh, um, just focusedness of mm-hmm. that's none of that is a word or or words <laughs> but together I think you know what I mean um, yeah, of I think, Abed, I I <laughs> of Abed. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah but I think like I think it's like the, the Troy and Abed thing to me is kind of like the bubble gum and mm. and it's like it's it's cute but we 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 mentioned the episode um the 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 Schmitty episode um yeah i actually really find their college like checklist thing really mm-hmm. annoying i, I find <laughs> i find that that subplot to be like uh, okay this this was like we get it and i don't you know i hate ever criticizing mm-hmm. you know what they're doing it's like mm-hmm. the the people who wrote this are are amazing people and um mm-hmm. but i think when but that's a part of the you know the ethos the 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 canon of troy and abed and, and there are things that they do that i'm like you know it i actually like troy and annie uh, a lot more sometimes um huh. the, the episode where um annie breaks the dvd um the, oh yeah is it is such a great episode for troy and annie and abed too uh you know but i, I just i find that the, when they're paired with with other people i think it's really uh really strong mm-hmm. and and you know, I think it's overshadowed by the fact that it's Troy and Abed doing their thing. Um, and so I think that's, that to me is like, Oh, like, no, they're really good when they're bouncing off of other people. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I also agree that over time I kind of was really a Jeff person at first. Uh, I, he's a, he's the actor I knew the most, um, Mm -hmm. going into it, uh, aside from uh, Donald Glover, I knew from dare comedy, and uh, and obviously Chevy Chase, who I adored from the eighties. Uh, as we said, I've a child of the eighties because I love GI Joe. I also loved uh, some Chevy Chase movies and stuff. So mm-hmm. the you know so I, those are the characters. But then it just kind of evolved. I was really into Annie for a while, and um, and then it's kind of evolved to the point where I just I think Britta's the the most interesting because she changes mm-hmm. a lot, and um, I think people say that she's dumb and I actually th- was looking at a lot of her quotes and a lot of her, um, mm-hmm. her, her one-liners. Um, she doesn't get the, you know, um, so I was making this game. I'll just, uh, here's where I'm going with this. I was, ma- I'm making this game. It's, and it's like quotes and stuff like that. And I was looking mm-hmm. up like the best quotes of each character and, you know, Annie's got some really good ones put in a letter Jane Austen and you know Jeff has the memorable ones you know uh, you know uh, I see your value now but Britta's are all like paragraphs like she has some Mm -hmm. of the best like paragraph like if I wanted the government in my uterus I'd you know put oil (laughs) and uh, Hispanic voters in it but like so she's got like these lines where like oh one of my favorites is the it's like blaming owls for why I'm bad at analogies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Or and it's like it's like a thought with another thought's hat on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she has like she has these moments where where her line she doesn't do like the one liners like Troy and Abed do, um, mm-hmm. or Jeff does. She's got like these really like semi poignant, semi like in they they 
the comment fit like points within itself being kind of like tragic and um you know so i don't know i i think that she's uh she gets a bad rap um yeah absolutely because everyone's like bagging on her but like her role if you if you peel back and look past some of that stuff like what she's saying is like oh Mm -hmm. like when you get to be 40 years old and like you see the world as as jaded (laughs) as as we do um although we established that i'm not 40 yet um just predicting yeah i uh yeah i i feel like i'm 40 um but I like when you get to a jaded place in your life, you know, like, sorry uh, for everyone who's in like their, their twenties and, and, and they're like, what do you mean? Life is great. I don't know. I think coronavirus has like pulled back the <laughs> curtains on that one. And it's like, yeah, get it. Listen up guys. This is how the rest of life is. Um, anyway. Uh, but I think like, that's, that's where they're at. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, but I don't know. I think they have some joy in them too. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff and, and, Britta I think yeah. by the the season six like when they're sitting around the bar at the fu- in the finale like mm-hmm. like you don't I don't feel sad for them I feel like they've they've found a place where Jeff is happy you know he's a yeah. teacher now instead of you know like a blood-sucking lawyer um mm-hmm. and he's you know and Britta's like she's working on something but you know she I don't know she's found something to do and uh, yeah. so yeah yeah I mean, at this stage, I'm at my life now where I just finished college and there's no for the first time in my life there's no, no clear next step. Yeah. Um, I found that I, I'm really starting to appreciate that aspect of the show more of, of like the finding your place wherever that is. And mm-hmm. um, uh, the, Dan Harmon made a point in the commentary for the Art of Discourse episode where, um, you know, he's talking about like how obviously Jeff and Britt are kind of trying and failing to beat the kids at their own game. Um, and he's, and you know, the, he said, he said the lesson of that episode is that, you know, if you're 20 act 20 or, or enjoy being 20, if you're 30, enjoy being 30, like don't, don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to, you know, be younger if you're older, don't try to be older if you're younger, like just every age has its, has its ups and downs and uh, just kind of enjoy where you're at. And that's also something um, I think Troy learns a lot of, which I, I enjoy him in season one for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the, the the setting of Greendale for that purpose because it seems to consistently give people something to live for, you know, <laughs> something to, to, to find joy in. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's one of the messages of community that's really started to resonate with me even more so in the last year. Yeah, and and so you have a, a episode like I just watched the repilot, and mm-hmm. you know, th- but that's what he does. It's it's brilliant. You know, Dan does mm-hmm. this brilliant move of of saying like, okay, you these all of these characters arrived at a place that they they thought they were you know going to be happy at, and they're realizing that they're not. So what do you do with the place that you're in? Well, okay, I'll just go back to Greendale and um, <laughs> just reinvent myself there. Um, it's, I actually didn't find that to be like a, a stretch. I could, I could really see that, yeah. um, like, all right. Yeah. I really didn't want to become a, you know, Annie's character, um, you know, pushing pills. Yeah. I, I could see mm-hmm. that, you know, she didn't want to become that, but it like, sometimes the trajectory of life puts you in a place where you're like, again, this is, I think a, a lesson you learn when you, you get to a certain age, like, um, all right, uh, totally pivot and do something else. Um, 
I think that's uh, something that I've yeah. learned. I was in a totally different uh, job market um, in my 20s, pivoted, mm-hmm. finished my degree, and, and you know now I'm in marketing and that kind of boring stuff. But um, it was, you know, a, you just do this pivot and you just totally change the trajectory of your life. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, I think, you know, kind of zooming still into, because I want to talk about um, your podcast in, in, like, in this context, mm-hmm. like, what um have you had any feedback have you like had anyone interact with the podcast that surprised you in any way or um what's the what's the kind of vibe that you get people asking questions and those kinds of things um well for the first like i would say quarter of the season of the first season um when i was making stuff i pretty much received zero feedback as far as i knew the only people listening were um you know my friends and family um we had like 10 downloads an episode, something like that, give or take. Um, and then around, uh, uh, you know, maybe f- six, seven episodes in um, towards the end of the first half of the season, I was starting to get some more feedback. This was also around the time when I finally made like social media for the show and could interact with people yeah. um, more directly. Um, that's sort of when I decided to move away from the uh, beat by beat episode uh, uh, rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that wasn't necessarily due to any specific feedback, but I think when I realized that people were listening to the show and, you know, I had reached at least some kind of audience, um, I wanted to be a little more critical of, of my own work and, you know, create something that was actually, you know, interesting to learn. And I, I was realizing that, especially with the guests I was having too, like I I was just stifling the discussion by forcing it to, you know, go through plot by plot point by plot point, um, with the episodes. Um, and then, uh, it was, uh, this person, um, Holly Jordan just, uh, randomly hit me up on Twitter. Um, and, uh, I, I also noticed that she rated me on, uh, Apple podcasts too. And it was like the first review I had on there. Um, and just said she was a fan of the show and you know she's like a you know i I was it was like first of all the first person i didn't know who mentioned my podcast to me so that was sort of like a a big big moment of being like oh okay i've I've reached outside of my circle um and then she was like oh i'd like to be on i have a phd in this or that and i was like oh not just not just a random person it's someone who actually has some credentials and you know like you know i assume a, a a nice job and a life and you know it's not just one of my other 20 something friends who are all you know looking for work and stuff like that and <laughs> have all this downtime um so uh and then um like i said i don't know if this was before we start recording but um around the new year is when i really start interacting with um uh, the other podcasters like you and um uh, Jen um, from Community Rewatch and Yamina from Fluffy Town. Um, we all started kind of following each other and interacting a lot more. And then it was the communities page um, run by uh, Mike and Matt who um, uh, put us on a group chat and we did those rewatches um, on Netflix party. And that was all like the end of March, beginning of April. So not that long ago, although it feels like a while ago it now. Um, yeah. And that was really when my, uh, uh, my numbers really start going up a lot more. Um, and as I start getting more feedback that way, um, it was, it didn't really come in terms of like views or anything like that. I just kind of saw my, my numbers shifting and I kind of started paying attention to like, you know, which things, which types of episodes were getting more traction, which types of social media posts were getting more traction, things like that. Um, 
and that's when I kind of realized like, okay, this can be something I, I commit a bit more to. Um, so, you know, I've put a little more work into it and also, you know, losing my day job helped with that. Um, mm. I have a little more time, uh, to do that. Um, and then I started doing the, uh, community, uh, trivia matches, which is the little sideshow I do called the sun chamber. Um, which, uh, I started doing, uh, about a month ago now. Um, I've done two of them, one, one every two weeks. And, uh, that was sort of just something I, I started just writing trivia questions for fun. And then I was like, okay, let me, let me like do this as a proper show. Um, so that then with that, I did that as a live stream and I didn't have a big uh, audience for the first one, but there were a couple people in there who I didn't know. And then they were hitting me up on Twitter after saying that they enjoyed it and that they'd want to be a part of it. And uh, cool. that um, combined with that one point, I put out a Google poll or, or a Google form for people to sign up to be uh, guest hosts. So um, I started just getting more people who wanted to be involved um, and that combined with everything that was happening on Twitter uh, it just, it, it went from, you know, this kind of thing I was doing for myself, uh, and for my friends to, uh, something that actually, you know, seemed to be, you know, enjoyed by some people. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't really know how much I've like improved my show in the time I've been doing it, but I definitely feel much more comfortable with the, with the format I've found, yeah. um, and it seems to seems to be doing well enough. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I love love the sun chamber thing, and and that's great mm -hmm. that you. I, I love when the, you know the creativity of of just being in the space, you know, interacting and, and just trying to you know f, you know you just some ideation comes out of it, and, and you've got this you know niche thing that you're doing, and yeah, um, yeah that's uh, I. I don't know if you've seen the the dice thing that I've been doing, but my neighbor. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, my neighbor. I was like, oh, you know, my neighbor makes dice. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder if you like could make these. And he, and I was like, I made the showed him the design. He's like, oh yeah, I can make that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this would be really great to like put out there as you know the chaos theory yeah. dice. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, but uh, you know, it's just being in the space and and like mm -hmm. an idea becomes something. Um, uh, and just by the connection of the juices in the brain working. Um, yeah. So, you know, so what's your take on this, you know, the, the zeitgeist of community on Twitter? You know, I, I know that you're on work. I'm liking your stuff. You're liking my stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what, you know, what is your take on where, where things are at? Well, I, um, par partially because I was younger and I just didn't have, uh, Twitter or anything at the time, but when, when community was on air, I was, uh, I was in the subreddit a bit. Um, I was aware of like how, how passionate and devoted the, uh, the community community was. Um, but I, I wasn't really a part of it like the way I am now. Um, so it's, it's been kind of just this weird, like late in the game thing that, um, you know, I, I've been, I'm a fan of many things, but I don't know if I would say I've been in many fandoms. Mm -hmm. Um, and now is probably the most invested I've been in, any fandom and it's weird because you know the show's been off air for half a decade but um <laughs> but you know it, it, i mean on top of it just being cool that there are people who are willing to listen to the podcast and it's not just it's not just people who you know are, are have been listening to it who have been watching the show since it premiered it's you know all these new fans too but um seeing the effect it's had just on on the, the people who are in the show you know i mean we've got ken and joel doing their own podcast now about it and uh 
you know, apparently there's all these rumblings about the movie happening more yeah. so than before. And uh, um, as we're recording this, they did the um, the Zoom call with the cast uh, either earlier today or yesterday. And uh, then they um, are doing the table read and stuff. And yep. it, it, I don't know if I like I feel like the fans can kind of take some credit for what, what's happening right now. You know, like we're all we're all kind of coming out of the woodwork and uh, are not even just that. Some of us have, you know, like the, the communities guys, like they've been kind of doing yeah. it consistently. Like it, it, it's really special, I think, to see a fandom that's been suddenly just become so much more passionate again, welcoming new people, um, which I think is fantastic. Um and uh and the fact that it's getting back to the people who who created it i think is the best part um the 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 fact that we could get a movie is exciting but i think what's even more exciting for me as a fan is the fact that i i see like you know yvette nicole brown and uh the russos and you know ken and joel obviously and uh and and then finally donald glover coming back for the table read like It's nice to know that something that we care about so much isn't just a job for these people, you know, like it, it's something that they really cared about too, enough to come back to it, um, even in some small way. Like it, it feels validating. It's obviously exciting for what could come next, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really been just this um, pun intended community experience, you yeah. know? Um, and uh, again, going back to the fact that I'm, you know, well, we're all stuck home and and whatnot right now but in particular the fact that i've been living at home you know and my friends are all moving away it's just that period in my life i'm at it's it's been nice to be able to have these really positive interactions outside of my circle um and uh especially going into quarantines where we can't really go out and meet new people and we can't really uh you know, hang out with her friends, but at the same time, I'm somehow getting so many new friends just through Twitter and everything mm-hmm. right now. I, I, I haven't experienced anything like it really. Um, and it's, it's, I, I, yeah, I just think it's great. It, uh, so yeah, let's, let's, you know, kind of get on, um, then the kind of some topics I love to know, you know, community fan to community fan, podcaster to podcaster, mm-hmm. like, can you give me a top five? Like, is that an easy thing for you to do? Um, not really. Uh, I, I've always said my favorite episode is comparative religion, or at least I have for the last couple of years, which is the season one Christmas episode. Um, but that was just sort of my easy answer because it was the one I watched. I watched it every year. It was like, like, it's my go-to of the Christmas episodes when the holidays roll around. Um, although I will watch all of them, but I, I always make sure I at least watch comparative religion. Um, there's certain jokes in there that, always stick with like the scene of them training Jeff in the, um, for the fight is one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. Yeah. I just think it's so fun watching them do that. And the, the Troy not being, yes, there you go. <laughs> that, that might be my single favorite joke <laughs> in all of community. Is just him not being able to think of another word and yeah. then Jeff confirming that it is in fact yeah. hard to think of another word. But, um, I did, I did in preparation for this question, pick out three from each season so if it it won't waste too much time i'll just quickly no do it uh roll through them and you can let me know if any of them stick out to you um so yes from season one comparative religion um modern warfare obviously and then uh communication studies which is i've always loved for the abed and uh jeff um just the the two of them getting drunk in abed's dorm is one of my favorite sequences in the show 
Um, and then season two, obviously, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the second of the two paintballs, I, I think, especially watching it now, having seen how much the Russos have done in this in the action world um, with the Marvel movies, which I'm a obsessive fan of as well. Um, I, I love watching that episode now because you can see the seeds of all of that filmmaking there. Um, and intro to political science as well, I think is absolutely hilarious. Um, and one of the, yep. <laughs> and one of the ones I, I rewatched the most, plus speaking of the Dean earlier, how funny I find him. I think him, his, his delivery of everything in that episode, I think is fantastic. Like <laughs> the, the like clapping meter he does all that yeah. stuff. I think <laughs> is great. Um, and then in season three, this pillows and blankets, obviously, um, documentary filmmaking redux and again another dean heavy episode um i i i think his breakdown at the end is just fantastic and to finally have louise guzman show up too is great yeah um and uh curriculum unavailable which is the clip show episode from that season um i know uh paradigms of human memory is the really really popular one but i find the the clips in the in curriculum unavailable to be um even funnier in a lot of ways. I love yep. the um, montage of all the different Greendale classes. Um, specifically, the ladders joke has always been hilarious to me. Um, one of my favorite uh, deliveries ever is just the slow walk up the ladder, underlining the word, and then the entire class bursting <laughs> into applause. Yep. Um, and then season four, like we, uh, like, well, actually, I've talked about it a lot recently. I like season four. I can't remember if we got into it on this because um, it's it's just come up. Uh, today um, on other things but yeah. uh, I really like the Halloween episode in that season paranormal yep. parentage yes. um, uh, basic human anatomy which is the one with uh, Jim Ra that Jim Rash wrote yep. um, I think is fantastic uh, the way way back yep. is his movie with Nat Faxon and that's my favorite movie um, mm. so I just I love his writing um, and cooperative escapism and familial relations the Thanksgiving episode mm -hmm. um, I, I think the way they handle Jeff and uh, his father in that episode is really good. In particular, when Jeff uh, confronts his father at the end of the episode, yeah. I think is one of my favorite Jeff scenes and mm -hmm. one of the best, I think, acting Joel had done on the show. Um, and then season five, in a lot of ways, even though I think Advanced Dungeons and Dragons is definitely the better episode, I think Advanced Advanced Dungeons and Dragons might be the funnier episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> again particularly with the dean and uh, oh, playing uh, a, a jeff's kid and like i hug my father and, yeah, <laughs> i hug my father yeah. um i love that and uh i think hickey is an underrated character yes. and uh, he's great in that and then the the twosome of cooperative polygraphy and geothermal escapism mm. is i think such a fantastic send-off to troy and um geothermal escapism in particular probably like i didn't really like when i first saw it but the more and more I rewatch it, not only do I weep like a baby at the end when Troy leaves, but like some of the like the the in universe of the lava world jokes they make in that, like Chang and the Locker Boys. Yeah. Um, one of my friends, uh, my my co-host on Lucy Defined, Bo, uh, we'll just be like playing video games or whatever, and then randomly unprompted, we'll just go Locker 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 Locker. locker. <laughs> um, I love that bit. Um, and then season six, I, I the lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care, mostly again for the dean and um, uh, being in the VR simulation yeah. and yelling Jesus wept for there were no more <laughs> worlds to conquer. Um, and uh, uh, the introduction of Elroy in that episode too. Yeah. Um, I like him, him as a character. Advanced safety features, which is the one I did for my rewatch um, when we when we did that 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 week, um, is my favorite season six episode. 
Um, again, the Dean, heavy, heavy favorite in that episode. Um, but I also like the return of Subway um, hmm. uh, as the Honda marketer. Um, and then uh, finally, Modern Espionage, the uh, paintball of that season, I think is actually really clever. And yeah. Kumail Nanjani comes in for a great guest spot. So yeah, that's my three from every season. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what I loved about the the first uh, um, season one and season three, um, you mm-hmm. named uh, like three or four episodes that um, one of my uh, soon to, soon to be guests, um, Adam Davidson, directed. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's I'm pretty excited about uh, talking with him. But it's, mm-hmm. it's funny that you, I mean. Uh, communication studies. Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the other ones, but um, yeah, very very interesting. And looking mm-hmm. forward to to talk with him. And, and yeah, that's that's great. I think um, season six is uh, I think the one th- to me that is interesting the most because mm-hmm. I agreed with with basically everything else um, that. Um, yeah, the, I I think the wedding episode is one of the funniest episodes. Mm. Um, well, see, that's just an example of one I haven't rewatched as much. There's yeah. about like half of season six that I've probably seen oh, like, twice at most. Um, whereas uh, there's a couple other episodes, like the ones I mentioned, that I've rewatched, you know, probably a couple dozen times. Um, yeah, and, I, uh, I think, I, yeah, yeah, I think Elroy's um, encouraging white men, white people. Um, his little rant about that is one of like, Oh my God, like who, whoever wrote that, wherever that mm-hmm. came from, it's, that's an example of like, I am um, just, just, yeah. Makes me weep laughter every single time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, anyway, that's uh, mm-hmm. that one to me, but I, I really, yeah, the espionage is good. Um, mm-hmm. It's just hard not to, to put the finale as, as, um, yeah, Up the there. finale too. That that's it's hard. Uh, that's one that. that I've rewatched less purely out of like self-preservation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, if I'm gonna just pick a random episode specifically, yeah. you know, from the second half of the series, like I need to be in the right mood. I'll probably it's probably one I'll only really rewatch when I do full series rewatches rather than just you know picking it randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, have you uh, ranked all of the episodes? themselves like a hundred no oh, i okay. i'm going through and a couple weeks ago um uh after like the first 20 or 21 episodes that i did for my show i did put out a ranking on my twitter um uh-huh. and i've actually just updated it today um uh with uh modern warfare um and uh no actually with uh english as a second language so i'm about to finish when uh um we finish season one um and I'll, I'll put out my entire season one rankings and then I'm just going to kind of add to it as I go um, through the show. So I won't have a full complete ranking until I finish uh, going through every episode and however long that takes, probably yeah. another two years or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't completely done the math um, how, yeah. if I continue to do week by week. But uh, yeah, so I've never attempted it before. I've probably attempted doing top tens, but uh-huh. um, it's it's hard for me with TV, especially like like i think i've said earlier i i don't really hate any episodes so it's really just like which do i like slightly more than the other ones you know i it's it's that's why i said um comparative religion i've just sort of said is my favorite but you know if i put under a microscope i'm sure i could find another one that i like more 
Um, but it's just been easier for me to just pick one to say, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I did all 110 <laughs> and uh, I talked about it, um, with mm-hmm. my friend Christy Lee a couple episodes ago. And, and if you start with individual ep- like seasons and ranking within the seasons, it makes the ranking mm-hmm. all of them a little bit easier because each season has their top, you know, five, six, yeah then you're really just ranking like half the seasons because mm-hmm. you know uh so anyway there's yeah there's well, i mean I, I like doing rankings i do yeah. them for movies a lot when i do like movie marathons mm-hmm. um and i typically go with the just like adding them to the list as i watch them like last year before avengers endgame i rewatched all the marvel movies and uh um you know did did that with that and you know i mean it's not the same as 110 community episodes, but it's still 20, 22 <laughs> sure. movies. Yeah. So um, it was it was like it was easier to do it one at a time um, as I'm watching them. So I'm hoping I can accomplish this task finally by doing it with the show. Um, but even then, it comes into that. I've realized that when I was ranking some of the episodes from the beginning of season one, it still feels like I haven't. It's like not fair to them because I've watched them you know, a couple weeks ago versus maybe yesterday on whatever the most yeah. recent one is. And uh, I, I, that's why, even if I do come up with a ranking, I know I could change it completely the yeah. next day and I'd probably feel just as good about it. So, yeah, to- it's, I, I totally feel that way about the, mm-hmm. the 110. So uh, it's, yeah. it's mostly like the say I, I summited Everest and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what was your bottom one? I'm curious. I haven't heard. That um, yeah. So my, the last one, I actually just had it added this. Um, mm-hmm. I know. I, oh, I think it's the whale episode, whatever the episode from season four. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately yeah. Uh, it's that episode. Mm-hmm. And that's only because I it, there's a couple episodes that I just you know they're all right and uh, you're mm-hmm. right it's like it's not like any of these are like terrible like yeah don't show this on TV again you know there's mm-hmm. plenty of plenty of sh- of uh, phone it in shows that yeah you know, with laugh tracks and that kind of thing um, well and that's the thing I can say about Community is even in the ones that are like I agree with you I think that's probably my lower lower um, wrong as well but. I can even think of off the top of my head there's the moment where Magnitude's trying to come up with a new catchphrase and he's got like all these different things written on the blackboard and you know uh, again people don't give season four enough credit like yeah. there's, there's a lot of thought put into that and uh, um, I, I don't know a community to me is just far and above any other show and its ability to just fit jokes in to like every possible aspect of, of its you know runtime and and set design and everything and uh yeah i that's that's why i don't know if i could do if i'm gonna be able to do it i don't know if i'll be able to do it because <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna kick myself for some of the ones i'm that are gonna be on the bottom of my list i just know it yeah um, well yeah. that's what a, a rewatch is for and then i'll, I'll yep. go through and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah well, any any other thoughts? Anything else that you wanted to uh, to cover? The one thing you mentioned uh, when we were DMing was the uh, was talking about season four. Um, yeah, I, I, we brought it up a little bit already. Um, I I used to think it. Frankly, I've I've found it's a less interesting conversation than I used to think because I'm finding so many more people do in fact enjoy it. Yeah. Um, which I, I'm relieved by because I did really feel like I was the only one, but. Um, 
I haven't really been able to like fully get into it on anything and maybe it's better to save it for another show but well, have um, you... I've always felt that people were just way too hard on the writers who were there still around yeah. at the time yes. you know um, and in particular I mean what a thankless job to come into a show that you didn't create and has such a passionate fan base specifically not just for the show but for the creator and to have to run that show like I you know I yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've if if you listen to to specific episodes or, um, I, I think I might even just have said it during. Um, I don't know if I talked to Megan about it, said it to Megan or I said it during my Christy Lee episode, but mm-hmm. I think eight out of the twelve episodes are written by people who were on the 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 show previously. Yeah. So like yeah. And and I think uh, I think it was eight out of twelve, and then maybe it was eight out of thirteen, and then seven out mm-hmm. of thirteen episodes were directed by people who were also on the show previously. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you have different showrunners, you have different, you know, f- for sure. You you don't have Dan who's doing the harmonizing of the the scripts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you if you know like. I talked to the people, you know, two of the biggest influential people of that, of the writer's staff at mm-hmm. the time, and you know, in Andy and Megan and like, you know, they were doing their best. They knew that they yeah. were up against, um, you know, what they were up against. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think there's some really nice episodes that come out of that mm-hmm. season. Um, and I've mentioned it ad nauseum, but her story of dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the, um sophie b hawkins joke i love that she shows up uh i love how pierce comes out as like you know he he's just a a nice guy in that episode um Mm -hmm. you know we mentioned the uh the episode written by um, jim rash which i remember Mm -hmm. not liking as much but i just went back and watched season four and i watched that episode and 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 it is a very strong episode Um, yeah and in particular i've always liked what they did with um like because I've always, I really liked the pairing of Troy and Bretta. It was probably one of the only romantic pairings on the show I actually got behind. Uh. Um, and I felt like I was in the minority for that, and I probably still am. But uh, it, it did get like lost in the in the shuffle of the transition between season three and season four. Yeah. Um, and kind of just dropped in a lot of ways. But I felt like even though it was the episode where they broke up, that episode in particular, you know, really got to explore that relationship. And you know, I mean, it's. It, it, it the, the, even though they're pretending to do the Freaky Friday thing or, or, or not pretending, depending on how you read it, um, yeah. uh, the, I, I felt like that handled their relationship better than any other episode that had addressed it. Um, uh, so, I mean, specifically their romantic relationship. I mean, not just their friendship, but yeah. So yeah. I, it, it always stood out to me for that reason. Yeah. I, I agree and, and even even the finale is not bad it's a paintball episode you, f- you forget in all of the paintball episodes mm-hmm. that it's actually a paintball episode yeah. um and uh it, it's you know i think the one that stuck out to me was the intro to knots and um i, I just mm-hmm. i've malcolm mcdowell kind of gets lost in the you know the season uh, he's mm-hmm. kind of this villain uh teacher and uh he, he just plays a really great villain in that episode yeah. um, agreed yeah, I, so. I i a lot of people leave it out when they do the christmas run um but i to me i consider it it's probably i mean it's my least favorite of the four christmas episodes but i i think it's still worthy of being included in the in the rewatch if, if, if you're doing it for the holidays 
yeah um i think it it's it's really hard to stack up against those other three mm-hmm. first of all yeah um absolutely it, it it really shouldn't take anything away from it uh because mm-hmm. uh you know it it's yeah it's uh that one was not written by a staff someone on staff that was a new person right. so um yeah, so I, you're, if you're looking for a fight, man, you got none with me. I've got no beef with <laughs> with season four. Um, cool. It's uh, it's more consistent than season six, but mm-hmm. I don't think I, it, yeah. I don't think it has as many winners as mm-hmm. season six. That's the thing. It would still probably, if I'm ranking the seasons, it still probably comes in last. But yeah. it's not like it's not by a large margin, and really, all the seasons to me, you know come fairly close like th- there's not a huge gap between any of them uh, in yeah. my opinion yeah um, no, season three and two have have some issues yeah uh, absolutely you know you get to the chang army in season three and you're like i'm like I, yeah i love ken he does mm-hmm. a great job at it but i don't love yeah. the story arc yeah and i yeah i mean i love season three too but at the, the end of that season uh the the episode where you know they free the dean and uh that that all culminates with uh the weird lightsaber battle like by that point like you know and i like when the show gets weird but that just that that was all too much for me um uh, and yeah i there's a lot in season four i prefer over the the end of season three yeah so yeah yeah so i guess to end it um you know i I asked to usually ask two questions you know one Mm -hmm. is which you know which characters do you uh which characters do you relate to the most Mm mm-hmm uh, yeah, I, I guess I said earlier the Troy and Abed are, are kind of the two. Um, yeah. Troy, like I said, for, for some of his uh, for some of his adolescence, um, but Abed um, in particular because uh, I, I, it's I don't want to just simplify it to I also see life through TV, um, but I I've never really been able to be passionate about anything that wasn't media related. <laughs> um, it's just sort of the, been my life, so. Uh, that aspect of Abed, I, I relate to really incessantly and um, I, it doesn't affect me in the same ways it affects Abed, but um, you know, I, I went into, I didn't end up graduating with a film degree, but I went into college, a film major and uh, in a lot of ways really related to Abed uh, at, at that point in the, in my life. And that really hasn't gone away even as I've changed a bit and, you know, shifted my expectations and things like that uh i i still really relate to them and um i I think like i said earlier i have started to appreciate other characters more over time but i don't think i I relate any more to anyone else um than i than i did before it's it really does still come down to troy and abed yeah Yeah. well you kind of uh got a little bit of my last final question um but i'd love to know how has community changed you yeah, I mean, it, it. I was al- already pretty obsessed with you know TV and film and whatnot before I started watching Community, but it, it's. I think Community, really, in a lot of ways, represents my perspective on the world and and on media and things like that. Like I, I, I look at my life not necessarily through the lens of Community, but in a similar lens that Community portrays life. I guess I don't know if that makes sense, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it, I, I, I've, I always have a tough time picking like the movie or TV show that changed my life because it just sort of feels like all of them do all the time, sure. you know. Like I, it just sort of guides my life more than anything else. It's, yeah. it's, 
yeah, I can't really narrow it down to one specific thing, but I, at the same time, my life would be very different without community. So it must have, it must have done something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. you said it, that calming mm-hmm. force that, that you yeah. look forward. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. um, Ed, I really appreciate you being on six seasons in a podcast. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to be in the, the company of guests here on the show. It's, it's, it's an honor to simply be asked to be on the same show as, uh, Ken Jong and Megan Gans and, and whatnot. Um, well, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a hell of a lineup. So, <laughs> well, I appreciated the conversation and, mm-hmm. uh, I encourage community fans to check out, uh, the Save Greendale um, Committee podcast mm-hmm. uh, with Ed, and you can download it um, in the same place you are downloading this show right now. Mm-hmm.